All right, here we go. It's playoff time here on the Final Score Podcast. Coming to the end of the winter sports season. CMC Championship Games this week. Uh, basketball playoffs start Friday. Wrestling State Championships on the horizon next week. Track and field indoor state championships uh, over the last week. So lots of playoff stuff going on in the past week. Uh, here to talk about it in just a second will be FNP sports writer John Cannon. But on this week's episode of the Final Score Podcast, we'll have Frederick High basketball coach Imani Hill on uh, to talk about his team season. Uh, the, the cadets play uh, Thomas Johnson High School uh, in the first round of the Class 3A West Section 1 playoffs. Uh, that game, I believe, uh, let me check my uh, notes here, will be at... TJ, uh, John? Uh, I didn't know where it was. I know it's on Friday. I didn't uh, the game will be at uh, Frederick. Yes, Fred, it, it is Frederick. So um, Frederick will host TJ on Friday night. Uh, TJ has a couple of wins over Frederick uh, this, this season. So we'll ask uh, Coach Hill how his team might be able to turn the tide this time and just, just about uh, their season and, and his background as well, how, how he – uh, became the coach at his alma mater. Uh, he, he played at Frederick High and is now coaching there. So look forward to chatting with Coach Hill in a couple of minutes. But, John, uh, it, it has been a busy week. Uh, that, that region in particular mm-hmm. intrigues me because uh, Ligonor, I guess, is the favorite uh, based, based on record, but it seems like anyone could come, come out of that region. Yeah, Frederick, uh, even TJ for that matter, Oakdale, Tuscarora, um, they've all kind of beaten each other. So uh, Ligonor's got the best record, but... Yeah, that's no gimme for them. Yeah, even if uh, Frederick were to uh, beat TJ for the first time this season and advance to play Ligonor, Frederick has a win over Ligonor this season. Uh, one, one of Ligonor's two losses was to Frederick. So um, so that, that's why that uh, region uh, uh, really intrigues me, uh, just, just because it could go um, any number of directions. Um, uh, 2A could be interesting, too, while uh, Walkersville boys, uh, they're, they're a top seed in their section. And they'll uh, face Poolsville or Hammond on Tuesday. Uh, Middletown has uh, struggled this year, and, and they have a matchup with number three C at uh, Glenelg. And then um, Urbana, the lone 4A team, uh, will face uh, Quince Orchard on Friday in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, g- girls, uh, Catoctin, uh, number one seed. Uh, Urbana, a number one seed. Frederick High, a number one seed. So, uh, Frederick has the pedigree, but but Catoctin and Urbana, uh, John, uh, I I think have a chance to make some deep runs this year. Yeah, Urbana's unbeaten. Uh, in fact, they they played Catoctin the other night and stayed unbeaten by winning the uh, CMC championship game. Uh, they <laughs> their only close game all season was against Frederick the first time. It was a one point game. After that, their second closest game was I, I believe against Catoctin the other night. It was a ten point win. So they're They've been really cruising. Now, they lost a key player in that game the other night, Hannah Miles, one of their starters and their uh, sharpshooter. Um, she hurt her knee. I have not heard what her status is yet. She was able to walk, um, but I haven't heard yet. Uh, when, when when did that injury happen in that game? Pretty early, like in the first three minutes. Uh, it looks like she just went down. I think she passed the ball, and I don't know if she just planted on it wrong or, or what happened. I, I don't believe – I don't remember seeing a collision, so I um, hope she's okay. Did it really affect Urbana? I mean, did, did it noticeably uh, in, in impact the way they played? No, no, they they still rolled. Um, you know, against a very good Catoctin team, 
But, you know, going deep in the playoffs, they're going to maybe – they would probably need her at some point, I would think, if they want to go as far as they think they – Right, especially against some of those deep uh, 4A schools. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, what would you, you think of the, the, game, the game overall, Catoctin, Urbana? Catoctin showed some fight, it seems. They did early on, and then they had trouble. Urbana went to a zone, a 3-2 zone, which I've seen them three, three or four times this year. I don't remember seeing them do a zone at all. They're usually man-to-man press. And that really kind of gave Catoctin a little bit of a problem. They weren't able to get close to the basket or penetrate and dish, and they were settling for jumpers. Uh, I mean, Urbana is a 4A school. Urbana is a 1A school. So you kind of figured Urbana is the favorite there, and they were. Catoctin didn't get embarrassed by any means. Um, they're, they're a plucky team, and being a 1A, they're, they're, we've talked about it before, they're going to be a tough team. In the uh, I was going to say, do you, do you have a feel for what, what, what their prospects are? I mean, they played. They just played Williamsport again, and, and they pulled out a one-point win. So mm-hmm. um, that that's a game you just based on the score, you could say it could go either way. But um, but like like you say, talking It seems like they'll be a pretty tough out. But um, but there's some good teams out there too. Yeah, so. and Williamsport's two A this year. Now they said they'll. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they are. Yeah. So they, okay. they they will not face them. Actually, they're in Middletown's region, who we didn't mention. Who, in theory, they Middletown could. Could surprise some people too. They actually Middletown beat Catoctin during the regular season, uh, right? So could they beat Middle? In theory, they should be able to beat Williamsport. You would think, but we'll see how it works out. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the boys uh, CMC championship game, uh, Ligonor, uh, ba- based on record, the Spires Division champions. They uh, they uh, had a pretty comfortable win over Walkersville. The the thing that struck strikes me about Ligonor, John, is just how good their defense has gotten. I mean, they held Walkersville to. Uh, to uh, 42 points in that game, and and, uh, and their defense has gotten a lot better. Uh, Tim Abercrombie, uh, who was on the podcast recently, said uh, that their points per game that they've given up has dropped by almost 10 points over the course of the season. They were giving up close to 60 earlier in the season. Now now it's close to 50. So, mm-hmm. so Ligonard is playing some tough defense right now, and that could help them uh, come out of that tough region when they're going to face – either TJ or Frederick and then mm-hmm. probably an Oakdale or a Tuscarora or something yeah. like that. So, um, so the, the basketball playoffs, uh, they, they, they should be interesting. Um, I, I don't know if we have a state title contender in the mix, but, but, um, or, or on the girls side, I, I would say we I, have I two. Just, yeah. uh, we have, we have two. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it's fair to say boys. Um, I, I, I think my I face a tougher road, uh, to getting to the state title, but, um, uh, it should be interesting to see how it plays out. So, uh, before we go here, I did want to mention that uh, the state track meet uh, happened over the last week. A uh, different format, John, th- this year with with uh, the different. Um, I don't even know if they're COVID protocols, but I, I know the PG Sports Complex where they normally have it in Landover, that's being used as a vaccine site, so they they couldn't use that. So they moved the state meet to the. Um, to the armory, uh, the the 5th Regiment Armory in, in, in Baltimore, and they broke it down by classification this year. Normally it's 1A, 2As one day, 3A, 4As the next. This year it was just one classification per session, which, which made each day of the meet move a little faster. Uh, but <clears throat> as usual, we had a long uh, list of um, uh, Frederick County champions, uh, Catoctin boys, uh, notably win their first uh, uh, indoor team state championship. Uh, Brody Buffington, their their star sprinter, won a couple of events: the 55 dash and 300 dash. 
Um, they also got a relay win, and uh, under um, Coach Dave Lillard, uh, this was uh, Lillard's uh, first uh, full season coaching indoor track at Catoctin after a lengthy run of success at uh, both Urbana and Oakdale. Uh, he, he shows up at Catoctin, and, uh, and right away the Cougars are, are winning state titles. So the uh, Catoctin boys get their first state title. Uh, Urbana girls also win their third straight team title at the state indoor track meet. A couple of wins uh, there from Naya Kumba-Jarvis. Uh, uh, Fiona, I'm going to say her, her uh, last name wrong, but uh, Fiona Ejikum. Uh, I, I probably got that wrong, but but she won the shot put for the Urbana girls. And it's been uh, uh, really, really good all season. I, I think her mm-hmm. the only meet it, uh, where she hasn't finished first is – the regional meet uh, a week earlier, but she shook that off and, and came back and beat the girl that beat her at regionals uh, to win the state shot put title. Uh, Combe Jarvis, uh, Nia, uh, won the pole vault. Um, also, uh, Ava Allen in Middletown, Michaela Moxley, Liganor, John Sears, Liganor, Sam Stars, Oakdale Boys set a 3A record in, in the pole vault, uh, clearing 15 feet 5 inches. Uh, which is not his uh, personal best. His personal best is 15-6. He did that at the first meet of the season, but but another great height for him. Elisa uh, uh, Ramos, uh, TJ Girls pole vault wins. So a long list of state champions at the uh, state indoor track meet. So just wanted to um, get get that in there uh, as, uh, as part of the news of the week. Yeah, Dave Britton, uh, he had won state titles also at Urbana. And Oakdale, right? Uh, L- L- Lillard, 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 yeah. Dave Lillard, Lillard. Oh, yeah, that's a mistake. Lillard, yeah. There was a Dave yeah, Britton. I was trying yeah. to figure out if a coach had ever won a state title at three different schools in Frederick County. I was back in my brain trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I would say, I would say probably, probably not. So, I mean, yeah. that, that, that's how, how many track coaches to begin with even coach at, th- at three right. different schools in the county, and then to have that kind of success at three schools, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's something we should we should probably yeah. look up. But, but, but I, I, I would, I would guess. That 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 happened that hasn't happened before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so winter sports season uh, coming to a close here, John. Uh, tracks over. Swimming uh, is 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 uh, this weekend, and the state swimming has just changed so much over mm-hmm. the year in terms of qualifications, and 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 that and there's the whole club swimming dynamic right. where a lot of the top swimmers don't even swim high school. So, so the state swimming meet's always been a bit of an unusual meet just because of the different dynamics in play. So. Uh, but state swimming uh, this weekend in uh, College Park, uh, state wrestling the, the following week um, down in uh, Upper Marlboro. Uh, so right around the corner uh, will be the spring sports season and those fun John 45-degree uh, baseball and softball games. So <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so we're getting ready to bundle back up again. So. All right. Uh, thanks, John, uh, very much, as always. And when we come back, uh, Frederick High basketball coach Imani Hill will be here. So stay tuned, everyone. You're listening to the Final Score podcast. I want to welcome Imani Hill onto the program. Basketball playoffs start across Frederick County this Friday night. Imani is the coach of the Frederick High boys basketball team. And uh, the cadets will play a first-round 3A West Section 1 game against Thomas Johnson Friday night. Uh, uh, check it out if, you, if you're so inclined. But, but Coach Hill, welcome, w- welcome aboard. 
Uh, been looking forward to this conversation. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this region just because you guys have all been beating up on each other this year. Yeah, it's been great basketball, man. It's, um, it's a year where I honestly think anybody can win the region. Um, we all should be prepared because we've all played good basketball games throughout the course of the regular season. Um, and the one thing we tell our guys, if you don't come to play against anybody any given night, it could be your last night at this point. Yeah, I mean, Ligonor, you would have to say, is probably the favorite just based on record. But you guys have a win over Ligonor this season. And, and to your point, you, I mean, you guys have beaten Ligonor. Um, uh, Ligonor has beaten Oakdale. Tuscarora has beaten uh, – you guys have beaten Tuscarora. Tuscarora has a win over Ligonor. So it's just gone back and forth, really, all, all season long. Well, why, why, why the parity, do you think? I just think it's talent across the board. You know, good coaching, good basketball players across the county. Um, everybody is highly competitive. Everybody wants to win. And like you say, at the end of the day, if you don't bring your A game, um, I, I feel as if against any of those four or five teams, it could be your last night, you know. Yeah, you got you guys have TJ in the first round, and TJ's TJ's gotten you a couple times mm-hmm. uh, this season. You're zero two against TJ this this season. T- tell me about those games. Why hasn't it worked for you, and and how do you turn it around Friday? Uh, two very high intensity basketball games, which you would expect with the Frederick Hyde Thomas Johnson rivalry. Yeah, the city um, rivalry, city city game. Um, two times we've played them. Two times they've been better. And at the end of the day, we're we're a program that we don't make excuses. We kind of tip our hat. You know, if we get beat, go back to the drawing board and try to figure out a way to get better. Yeah, this is your first real season on the job, right? Uh, no, my first year was the year before COVID when we won the region. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. So, so, so you, so you, I wasn't sure if you predated the the pandemic or not. Yeah, so, one season. Uh, one, one season, and mm-hmm. then, then then everything got crazy. Yes, very and, crazy. And, and <laughs> we've had, we've had a. A crazy two years. Does it feel like things are getting back to normal? Or it definitely it, does, man. Especially um, just got the news that tomorrow may be the first game we don't have to wear the mask, you know, as coaches on the sideline. Right. Um, so it definitely, you know, at the beginning of the season, it was kind of, uh, you know, you did, didn't know what was going to happen, didn't know if we were going to get through it. Um, but at this point, it's definitely, you know, I thought, I think Frederick County's done a good job from the top down of putting things in place to make the season a success. And we're at the point now where we're pressing forward and we're in a good spot. Right. It, it seems like when you, the, the culture you're trying to establish with your program is one of hard work. Like, like you guys are pounding that, pounding that rock uh, every day in practice and you want that to prepare you for the game. Just was that sort of the mindset when you when, when you took over the job, or what were you trying to establish when you took over the job? Uh, when I took over, we were just trying to change the culture a little bit. You know, get back to get back to the to the groundwork of that. For us, everything starts with what we do behind the scenes. Um, we can't just show up to game day and expect to get things done. We want to put the work in. You know, behind the scenes, we challenge our guys to a to a very high level every single day. Um, we walk out of the gym trying to be as prepared as possible every day leading up to whatever game we're looking forward to that week or two games we're looking forward to that week. But we just, you know, preparation is big for us. You know, the intensity that we establish on a daily basis, we feel as if carries over. We're all about habits. You know, you can't have bad habits two days out of the week and then show up on, on Tuesday or Friday and expect to get things done. Yeah, to your point about preparation, we were supposed to record a little earlier in the week, but but you you, you got a hold of me and said, hey, we we have we have film study today, so so so, so can we push it back a little bit? So yeah, so, so yeah, so preparation <laughs> even comes before podcast. Yeah, you, you had to get your film study in yesterday. Uh, you, you're you're preaching car- hard work and accountability, but it seems like you have some kids that are willing to wear the hard hat 
uh, to do that hard work too. Yes, sir. I've had Chris Mativia, Jalen Bowie, uh, Maxwell Haraday, um, Winslow Henson. Those four guys right there were with me from the very beginning. Um, then we added another one of our seniors this year, Robert Holman, came in with us during the COVID season. But those first four guys have really been, you know, the foundation for what you know we tried to build from day one. They all bought in. Um, they've all worked and they've all put us and our, put our program and put our younger guys in a position to be successful moving forward. Did you meet separately with those guys and say, hey, guys, this is what we need to I'm, – I'm counting on – you guys are the ones I'm counting on. I, I, I need you to sort of set the tone here. Did, did, you, did you sort of pull that group aside separately and say, I need you guys to lead the way? Well, Bowie and Mativia were, were up on varsity as sophomores and, you know, kind of, you know, told them the expectations from day one. And, and like I say, they, they both bought in right away. Um, they were both forced into action a little bit when I when I when I came in, and they were two guys that started for us on that region championship team, you know, two years ago, you know. So those two guys, I would, you know, I would really give high praise to because they bought in, they've stuck with it. I'm not always the easiest guy to deal with behind the scenes because, like I say, I do hold our guys extremely accountable. Um, but those guys have bought in, have stayed bought in, and they they've laid the groundwork for some of our younger guys. I'm not sure if you're familiar with our roster, but we have two freshmen, two sophomores on varsity, and those guys follow specifically Jalen and Chris's lead. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you an easy guy to play for, or are you an easy coach to play for? Um, If you ask me, I would say I would say yeah, but sometimes I know I can be difficult, you know, because I expect perfection knowing that it's not going to happen, you know, but I expect our guys, you know, to give everything they've got every day. I expect our guys to be great teammates. I expect our guys to be great people, both on and off the floor, you know, because we, we pride ourselves on trying to build young men as well. Yes, we want to win basketball games and all those things that come with that, but we want to have good people, you know, building young men for the next phase of their life as well. So I think I'm fairly easy to deal with, but I've had some guys over the years that in the moment didn't really realize the big picture, but afterwards they always come back and say, Coach, Thank you. I understand. Yeah, that. you were right, right? Yeah. They, they come back and say you were right. Well, yeah. what, what's a difficult moment like? You just have a, a extended conversation with 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 the, with the player, or well, I can be pretty intense at yeah, times, right? Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Ins- what I like to call inside the box. Um, I can be pretty intense, but the, the more that you build relationships with the guys, the more they understand you and the more they respect what you're doing, not only for them but for the program and for the guys coming behind them. Right. Where where, where does that intensity come from? Uh, I think it just goes back to me as a player. Um, I was an intense, very competitive, intense player when I played the game. Um, I worked alongside – I mean, my dad as a coach was intense. I worked alongside Coach Dickman for 10 years as an assistant at Hood, at Hood College. He was a very intense, you know, coach both in practice, both and in games. Um, and I just think that's just what I've always been. Yeah. Know. The intensity stems from your competitiveness, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Do you hate 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 to win or hate excuse me, hate to lose more than you enjoy winning? Um, I always take losing as a learning opportunity. Okay. You know, we love we, we wanna win, you know, we set our goals at the beginning of the year. We wanna win, of course, we let our kids establish certain goals. We wanna win um, this year was they wanted to win every game, you know. Is that realistic? No, but that was still one of our goals, you know, for our basketball program, um, with the understanding that you know, we try to win while we learn, 
you know, but at the same time, uh, when we do lose basketball games, we try to take from, go watch the film, break it down, take from it, and try to get better from every loss that we had. Right. Are, are you from Frederick? Born and raised, yes, sir. Born and raised. Where, where, where'd you go to high school? Frederick High School. Frederick High School. Yes, All right. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of cool to be coaching at your alma mater, right? Oh, definitely. It's definitely great to be back. Um, it's been fun and just continue continue to look forward to challenges at Frederick High School. Right. And, wh- and where did you play? Your, you, play in, you played in college, right? Yeah, I played. I ended up, when I left Frederick High School in 97, I did two years at FCC with Coach Miller, and then I was blessed enough to get a scholarship to University of South Carolina, Spartanburg, a Division II school down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Right, okay. Um, and just and then, and then you coached at uh, FCC as well, right? Mm-hmm. I did so, seven so, years. Seven, so, so you, you came from a college background. Yes, sir. Did you always want to get back into high school, or were you, were you sort of looking to just uh, go the college route and see where that took you? Um, well, I didn't really – when I took the job at FCC, I didn't see me being a high school coach, you know, so seven years later. It was just an opportunity that I saw. Um, I played at Frederick High School. Um, it was just an opportunity that I saw. It wasn't a very easy decision per se, but when I put everything on paper, it just made sense right now. Right. Okay. And how did the opportunity come about? Just, just looking for a coach? And, um, uh, well, yeah. um, I just happened to see it. Um, I think Coach Schreiber had um, went a different direction and it opened up and put my name in the hat and ended up being selected as the guy and what did it mean to you to, to, to get that phone call from uh uh from from coach hammond uh Kavette hammond uh, saying amani you're you're the head coach at frederick high school oh uh, it meant a lot because uh once a cadet always a cadet you know so to have the opportunity to go back and try to lead the program you know back try to get it back to where you know we never won state championships when i was there but we were always highly highly competitive 21 22 win teams and I just wanted to try to have the opportunity to get us back to that level. And you have a regional uh, title uh, uh, under your belt uh, too already. That, that that had to mean a lot. To yes, you. sir. That was a, that was a special group. Um, we had some we had some talent. It took a little bit of time for us to come together as a group. But once we did, we were a tough ball club to beat. Clicked at the right time and ended up winning the region. Right. The, the girls' program at Frederick High has been been awesome. They they've sort of set a standard mm-hmm. for basketball oh, yeah. uh, in, in the program. Have you guys felt that? Felt that from the girls program? I mean, they've they've raised the bar for you, right? Oh, yeah, it's definitely um, a program that, you know, is known. Um, people want to play within that program. And I'm not really going to say it put any pressure on us because we're going to try to do what we can do, control what we can control with what we like to say. Um, but it's definitely, you set, know. Set a, sta- set a standard. Yeah. Yes, there's a standard at Frederick High School that has been set by consecutive, you know, state championship runs, state championship, you know, trophies. So it's definitely something to shoot for yearly. Right. Well, where did you play your ball uh, growing up as a kid? You, you um, play on a playground? or? Yeah, uh, it's a lot different than um, than what it was back in the day. We yeah. used to play um, Hillcrest, used to, be, used to call it the cage. We played there. Okay. Um, you gained your toughness by going into the armory, playing four-on-four basketball. Um, yeah. Staley Park, you know, used to be half-court games there. Sunday morning games at McCurdy Field. Uh, nowadays, you ride by these courts, you don't see the same – you don't see kids outside playing like they used to. Yeah, well, know. how does that make you feel? Um, AAU has kind of changed things a lot. Like when we were coming up, the AAU scene was kind of just starting. Um, we didn't have the same opportunities as these kids did nowadays. Um, so we were forced to go out on the playground. Now they're in AAU practices. They're traveling across, you know, the country playing AAU basketball. So I think they're still getting, you know, the work in and things that they need. It's just a little different now. They just got a little. They have, they just have different opportunities today than what we did back then. Yeah, when you're in your car and you're riding through the city and you see a empty 
blacktop with a hoop. How, how does that make you feel? You shake your head sometimes because some of the courts that they have around the city, you know, the glass backboards, they're pretty nice. You know, yeah, probably when, not nicer than when, when you were a kid. Oh yeah, for so. sure, definitely, definitely nicer. But you know, I think the kids are still. I mean, you could just tell by the quality of basketball in the county this year. You can tell that the kids are still. It may be a little different the way they're going about their business, but you can tell that the kids in the county are still putting in work and finding places to get better. Right. What what type of player were you? I was a pure point guard. Okay. Pure point guard. Yeah. Um, Shooter. Uh, I was about 17 and 10 a game as a senior. Okay. You know, but I prided myself on the assists. It just for me, the assists felt better than scoring the ball. You you, know? you, you, you made you made the offense go. Yes, sir. And, yes, and, sir. and you you were you were the engine that that, yeah. that, that ran the offense. Yeah. And yeah. as I got a little older, you know, 11th, 12th grade year, I scored the ball a little bit more. But all the way up through probably 10th until going into my 11th grade year, I was looking to, you know get guys, put guys in, in positions to be successful on the floor. You're, you're, you're pretty tall, Coach Hill. Were you always tall growing up? or? Uh, uh, I was all roughly this height coming up as a high school player, you know, as I grew. Were, were you skinnier? Or? Yeah, I was a little yeah. I was a skinny guy, you know, a little skinny point guard coming up until I got to FCC and uh, I played against Steve Francis one year. Awesome. And, what was that um, like? Steve Francis opened my eyes to the weight room. He did? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, in, in what way? You say, hey, this guy's pretty strong? He kind of threw me yeah. around a little bit, you know, a little yeah. boy to him. And after that game, you know, I kind of locked into taking the weight room a little bit more seriously. Yeah, well, where, where, do the, where do these Steve Francis encounters, where, where do they take place? At Frederick Community College, he was at Allegheny at oh, that time. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. So we played them up at Allegheny. I think my freshman year. Yeah. Freshman year at Frederick Community College. And, and then you watch Steve go to Maryland and yes, have sir. a great career. And yes, he's, in, he's in the NBA. And yeah. do, you, do you tell your buddies and stuff? Like, yeah, like hey, I, 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 I tell the guys at, guy. the, yeah. at the high school. I tell my son, you know. Right. So it was, it was definitely fun times. Right. And yeah. like, like toughness always, it seems like it's always been a part of your DNA. Yes, well, sir. Well, well, you, weren't, you weren't afraid to go into the lane or anything like that as a point guard, right? No, not really. You know, being competitive and coming with that competitiveness was just a little toughness. And, a lot of times we use the toughness word with our kids at the school, but we got to make sure that they understand that when we're when we're talking, let's say we talk about a soft play, you know, during the course of a game, we're not calling a kid soft. It's just, you know, we got to play a little tougher, right? You know, so we try to make sure that we break that down and get our kids to understand what that word toughness, you know, really means. It's not calling the kid um, per se soft or anything like that. We just got to be a little, we just got to play the game a little bit tougher. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're trying to increase it. You're not calling them soft. You're trying to just to increase their, to make them tougher and, and, yes, and, and, and get them to take another step or two from where they yeah, are. A lot of it is mental. Yeah. Right, yeah. A lot of it is a mental challenge. Right. Yeah. yeah. How much of basketball is mental? Uh, I would say probably 75% of it. No kidding. You that know, much. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be able to think, the, think, the, think the game, you know, in order to play it. But at the same time, you can't overthink. And then where you're sitting around and people are beating you to the punch, you just got to be able to go out and ment mentally be tough enough to understand what's going on and go out and execute. Right. Uh, what did you dream about as a kid, going, going, going to the NBA and playing, playing big-time college ball? Uh, actually, yeah. no. Yeah. As a kid, I always dreamed about being a coach. You did? You know, okay. I was, that was always a dream of mine. My dad coached me um, pretty much my whole life. And then I went on and – you know, played the game, played college ball, played, I mean, junior college ball, played four-year level. Um, the opportunity to play overseas may have been there, but it just was never a, never a goal of mine. I always wanted to, you know, come home and figure out a way to start coaching, and I got lucky enough to 
jump on with Coach Dickman that very first year when Hood went co-ed. Yeah. That's kind of where I started my coaching right, career. Right, and, and Hood, as you know, is having a great season. Yes, sir. So, so you, were, you were on the ground floor of, yes, of, 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 of getting that program started. Uh-huh. So w- when did you know that basketball was already always going to be part of your life, though? I've, it's just always been there from yeah. a kid, you know, the ball it's never, it's, all, it's always been somewhere near, whether it's been in my hands, whether it's been up on the shelf, whether it's been rolling around on the floor, um, basketball has just always been a part of who I, who I am or who I was. But, you know? but, but you always, the dream was to coach, to be mm-hmm. on the sideline. Who, who, who were the guys you really looked up to when you saw on TV or? or? Um, really, it wasn't on TV. It, was, it, was, it started at home. You yeah. know, I just saw the impact that my dad had on lives coming up through Sertoma, coming up as an assistant coach at Frederick High School, on the, J, he, the head coach on the JV team, assistant coach on the varsity team through the years. And just seeing the impact that he had on so many lives, you know, throughout the years kind of put me in the mode of, you know what, I might want to do that one day. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, so, so, so you kind of always, always had that in the back of your head. Yes, sir. Uh, tell me about your college experience because you were born and raised in Frederick mm-hmm. and, did you, and you knew you wanted to get back here one day. Mm-hmm. But, but South Carolina, that, that, that's not like right, right next door. So, yeah, it was, so that um, allowed you to get away a little bit. Yeah, it was about a seven-hour trip to USC Spartanburg. Um, when I got down there, we, pl- we, we competed in the Peach Belt. Um, it just – Things, it's funny how things happen sometimes as a player at FCC. Um, I think the assistant coaches from Spartanburg were told about me from a different coach in the league. They came and watched me, went down on a visit. They offered me, and it just felt like home. You know, it just felt – I know it was seven hours from home, but it just felt like uh, it just felt like a good place to be. At that time, there was another player or two from Maryland, one who had came from the Maryland Juco right before me, so they were there. They made me feel welcome. Um, and it was a it was a tough transition at first until I got comfortable because I was uh, I mean I was a mama's boy all my life. Yeah, um, like getting, you're you're not you're not close to home. Yeah. yeah, and getting dropped off there, and then once you realize that they're gone, it was it was definitely an adjustment at first. I, 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 I cry I, I cried on the day I left the college. I, 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 uh, I did the same thing because because I had always <laughs> been always been home and yeah. never been out of the house yeah. like in a real way before. Like it uh-huh. felt real when you're going to college. Yeah. So, yeah. And how about the caliber of play? Like, like oh, D2 this, basketball, it's, it's, it's pretty good ball. Oh, yeah, it was definitely good basketball. Um, the one memory that I do have, I remember, I think we were the eighth seed in the conference tournament, the Peach Belt at the time, and we were playing uh, Georgia State, and we knocked them off in the first round of the conference tournament. So that was a memory that I'll never forget from my college college days. Right. You, you obviously had some awesome mentors, your, your father, uh, uh, Coach Dickman. Mm-hmm. But would you pick the brains of other coaches? And you still probably do to this day. Just, just oh, yeah. to get their insights and pointers. And see, and I'm sure you sort of borrow things from, from your father and Coach Dickman mm-hmm. and things. To yeah, form always, your style. yeah, always being able to, you know, call, talk to, text, you know, former coaches, coaches that you've built relationships over the years. Um, and one thing in the coaching fraternity that I think we all do, we all steal from each other, you know. So being able to, you know, whether it's online, whether it's coaching clinics, whether it's calling Coach Dickman, whether it's sitting down with Dad, whatever it may be, you know, just always trying to figure out a way to get better. Would, would Coach Dickman watch your team in Frederick play and go, yeah, I, I, I know that, 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 that style of basketball? Well, I think Coach knows that we everything for us starts and ends on the defensive end. You know, <laughs> that defensive side of the ball has always been important to me, even when we were back at Hood College together. Right. You know, so for us, it's always defense first. Right. And, and you're a point guard, too, so that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's obviously a position of, of leadership. Yes, sir. If, you're, if your father wasn't a coach, would you, would you have been a point guard? Or, or would, it, would it have been tougher for you to be a point guard? Uh, no, I think that was just my natural position. 
position. You know, it just always felt good getting other guys, putting other guys in positions to be successful you right. know, on the floor. Right, and that's part of the Hill DNA. Yes, it, it, it just help, help, helping other people. Yes, sir. So, um, and, and just this playoff run, how, how do you feel about your guys going into the, the, the TJ game? Oh, I feel actually I feel pretty good, man. Like I say, anything can happen in this, in this region right now, but we've prided ourselves on this week with preparation, um, unselfish play, and accountability. You know, we've hung our hat on that all week. And one big word for us that we've used probably the last month is on game day, we got to be a come out and we got to have competitive greatness. And we need our guys to be at their best when their best is needed. And walking out of the gym every day with the intensity that I'm seeing, with the level of preparation that I'm seeing, the level of buy-in that I'm seeing, whatever happens Friday night, I think we're we're going to walk out of the gym tonight because I'm leaving here to go to practice. So when, when we walk out of the gym tonight, I think everybody will be in a position where – they're calm, they're comfortable because they're going to walk out of there prepared. You just said something, best when your best is needed. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Mativia seems to personify that mm-hmm. more than anyone on your team. Chris, like I told you before, Chris is a dog, man. Chris is going to bring it every day. He brings the same energy, same intensity every single day. You know, So when you see him walk to the free throw line for two shots late, they might not go in every time, but I'm confident because I know he's confident. But but they go in though. Yep. They he's go a gamer. in most of the time. He's yeah, a gamer. Like, I remember when you beat Ligonor. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Chris had taken a shot all mm-hmm. game. He yeah. got fouled late. He went to the yeah. free throw line. I don't think the, I don't think the ball touched the rim. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, two two uh, nothing but net uh, fr- uh, free throws. He wants Chris. those moments. Yeah, you know, I Chris. mean, you, you need you need a kid like that. Yes, though, sir. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. And, and and then Jalen, when you watch him play, he seems like just be such a. Uh, gifted scorer, Jalen Bowie. Yeah, Jalen is Jalen's got it. You know, Jalen has come a long way for us for for a kid as a point guard, as a sophomore who really didn't look to score much. And at this point, you know, I think his confidence level has risen, and he un- he understands what he has. You know, Jalen's got he's got the full package. Jump shot has improved gradually year by year. Athleticism. Um, length, you know, the ability to defend multiple positions, and at this point, you know, just the ability to pretty much score when he wants to. Right, and who who are the unheralded guys on your team? Who are the guys that really keep the engine running but but might not get all the accolades? Well, I'm going to – there's a guy on our basketball team named Winslow Henson. Winslow probably hasn't played 20 minutes all year, but if you come to watch us behind the scenes, he's our guy. He's the guy that holds everybody accountable. He's the same kid every single day, whether he plays one minute, zero minutes, five minutes a game. He's the, he's the kid that comes in every day and sets the tone. And he's done it since he's been uh, on our JV team when I came in as a sophomore. He did it as a junior, and he's continuing to do it now. But right. if I had to pick a guy, it would be Winslow Henson. Right. Uh, do you feel like you have your dream job? I do, man. I'm happy. You know, I work for a great AD. Um, the school is great. The facilities that we have to work with at Frederick yeah, High are also. It's all, it's all brand new, uh, yeah, practically. It's not, yeah. it's not much to deal with. It's not much to complain about being at Frederick High School right now. Right. So you're going to be in this job for, for, for a long time. Yes, sir. Hope, right? I plan yeah, to. Right. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> and, and just what's the key for you guys to, 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 to get back to that regional championship? Like, like, like what, what sort of things do you, must happen for, for you guys to 
Because you'll play Ligonor on Monday, and that's a team you've beaten. You can go in there and feel you could win. What's the key for um, a, long, a long run for you guys? Well, we're not we're not going to overlook TJ. This is a good basketball team, quality basketball team, tough basketball team, athletic basketball team. And again, if we don't show up, there will be no Monday for us or whatever day it is next week. Right. I haven't it, even really right. Looked. Not opponent specific, but just the things you guys need to check off. Check off yeah, the list. Yeah. For us, again, it all starts and ends for us defensively. You know, we know Thomas Johnson is going to be a team that wants to get up and down, and we got to limit transition points. You know, first and foremost, and I think the six losses that we have for us has come down to free throws, transition defense, and turnovers. What, Chris wasn't on the line in, in, in those moments. That or? was a kind of a, <laughs> it was kind of a collective team effort, you know, in, in those moments where we just for right. whatever reason didn't shoot them well. Um, but like I said, these guys put the work in behind the scenes and gradually gotten a little better, you know, game by game from the free throw line. You know, but for us, it's defense, man. When we when we come out and we're scrappy, we're tough, we're hard nosed on that defensive end of the floor. I think we can figure out a way to score enough points to to win basketball right. games. And your transition defense that was that was a real point of emphasis. Mm-hmm. I, I know at one point during the season, and yes, that's, sir. that's gotten better over. The yes, it's definitely gotten better. Um, we continue to work it, you know, daily. Um, but that all comes back to effort. You know, when our guys are there, all in effort, you know, it's not an issue. But there were times that during the season where we weren't getting maximum effort, and we had to go back to the drawing board, show it, see it through film. And, you know, once you see it, it kind of comes to you a little different. Oh, coach, I'm going hard. But then when coach can show you, ah, maybe we're not going as hard as we possibly can, you know, that gives you a different perspective. You can go out and make some changes. Right. I mean, it's very clear what your DNA as a team is, mm-hmm. that, that hard work and effort. That's what, that's what defense is all about, yes, right? Sir. Hard work, effort, one, two, yep. and, and, and attitude and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So uh, so every, everything, if you, if you have that, everything else falls into place, right? Yeah, we, that's what we think. You know, as long as we're defending, we give ourselves a chance. Right. You know, so. Coach Hill, thanks for coming in. I, I, I know you have to get to practice. Yes, uh, <clears throat> enjoyed having you on. Uh, good, good luck. Uh, Frederick and TJ, uh, uh, city game, uh, Friday night, first round of the 3A West, Section 1 playoffs. It is going to be a, a, a tough tooth and nail region, but, 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 yes, but you're, you're right at home in that, in, that, in that tough tooth and nail environment. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks so much for coming in, Coach Hill. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yep. Thanks to uh, all of you uh, for, for uh, checking out the podcast. Thanks to John Cannon for coming on earlier, for Graham Cullen for producing the podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Final Score. See you, everyone.